0: Today on The Positive Principle.
1: Um, And when you have those kind of top of the mountain experiences of just the endorphins, just so loving and beautiful and just joyous feelings. And then when you come off of that, it is implanted in you so that you you know that 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 vibrational field of that extreme love, that extreme joy is possible. For a lot of people, they never get there. They never get there. But if you have that little glimmer of it, you go, oh, it is possible. And then everything changes. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to The Positive Principle. How are you, everybody? Great to see you. Happy Tuesday. Hello, John, good to see you from Hamilton. Great to have you here and welcome to The Positive Principle, the show where um, hopefully you will walk away a little bit more thinking about something, a little bit more positive or just opens your mind or your spirit to something new. And um, hey, Polly, how are you?
0: Hi, Max. Hello, everybody. Um, yeah, I kind of feel like today's topic is a little spicy.
1: I like little,
0: speaking of Speaking my mind opening, right?
1: Oh, oh yeah! I didn't even think about that. It's so great. It's so great. Well, let's catch people up on on some stuff with us before we get into our topic. And I do want to say, everybody, that if you um if you are here on HAPS, definitely put in your questions, your comments, because we would love to read them to know exactly what you're thinking about our topic. And um also, if you're on um, Facebook right now, just know that it's um kind of difficult for us to to hear or see your comments, but come over to apps. we would love that so um let's do a little review about um how our week was how was your week oh my you know my
0: week is really good my husband's here from alaska because he goes back and forth and so it's always kind of like a vacation when he's here because it's just you know it's out of the ordinary right you're you get food and you eat out by the pool that type of stuff versus the normal chore type stuff and there was a lynx in my backyard the coyotes are out like packs of coyotes are out i had a lovebird at my bird feeder yesterday so very cool
1: whoa a lynx yeah, yeah it was so that? cool
0: it just was going through our cuz we i have like this cactus garden where when i do readings and stuff when people come to my house we work outside and and literally like right Past our house, just kind of sauntering because that's where the bunnies and the birds are. So I'm sure it was diving into his restaurant. Wow. Sadly,
1: oh, wow. so it was very cool. Oh, that is really cool. I love it. Wildlife, wildlife. Wow. Yeah. Um, the most wildlife I've seen is I saw a squirrel in the park, <laughs> and I saw lots <laughs> of dogs. Yeah. A squirrel, and I have I have some live some 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 real creatures behind me that are going a little crazy right now. So I had that and it's um, we had snow again and it was really great. And um, yeah, it's good. A lot of good things happening here um, in New York. We're opening our, on uh, Valentine's Day, we're opening our uh, dining back up to 25%, which is really a great thing. So that's a good thing. Um working on my um, tonight is the second um, session of my manifesting a miracle mindset challenge and everyone's doing good with that and that went really well so today is the second one so excited about that lots of good things a lot of good energy
0: that's um very interesting that New York is just now opening because I Well, I looked at Arizona's numbers and they are definitely going. They're definitely much lower than they were a month ago. I mean, like a month ago, I think we had a a day where we had 11,000 new cases or something. Mm -hmm. Um, But they've dropped way down. But we never really, I mean, everything's pretty much been life is normal. I mean, you know, you're supposed to wear a mask when you go into a store. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, well.
0: Yeah, it wasn't like New York
1: we were i mean it was hardcore and then and then they opened the um the restaurants i um it was late summer or something summer um for 25 percent capacity and then it um and then the it spiked up again and they closed it again and so we're gonna open them again but unfortunately a lot of a lot of restaurants are now gone so oh a lot a it. lot it's really sad sure. really sad so you know um it's rough it's rough and our our heart goes and prayers go out to all these people that have lost businesses especially especially the restaurant business especially the restaurant business it's rough so all right so um yeah that's about it um let's see hello to alicia on youtube hello to mel um good to see you good to see you all right should we jump in
0: we should, but I have to share like how I got that topic, the topic of the day.
1: Okay, I love it.
0: So I am doing a retreat in Sedona in May, and it's on a piece of property that they, like a sacred piece of property, and um, and it's all inclusive. So they've, they serve, um, like they, I guess they serve fish. They don't serve anything that walks on the planet, mm-hmm. but they do serve fish, and I guess they serve dairy. But when you look at like the um, when you look at the guidelines for when you come to the retreat, you can't bring meat, you can't bring alcohol and you can't bring psychedelics. And so I was just telling, you know, one of my family members that you can't bring psychedelics and they're like, well, you can bring other stuff. And I was like, well, I think they're doing it because like ayahuasca, there's so many psych, you know, there's so many people that use like ayahuasca and other psychedelics as a spiritual experience right mm-hmm. and so i was anyhow it was interesting because she'd watched a documentary about how it was a positive thing for them and i was like great topic right because i know people i mean i have clients that have done it that do it as a practice right mm-hmm. it's not something i would ever do mm-hmm. but I, it's a great topic
1: right All Right. it is a great topic I love, I love the topic. I think it's great. So so um, so, are we talking about, when you're talking about psychedelics, um, I think it's, I, I mean, listen, when you said this and you, at, before we started, I was like, oh, and I was like, oh, I have a lot of opinions about that. And I also have a lot to say about it. But um, I think just um, in general, I have to be really honest. First of all, I've never done ayahuasca. I haven't done ayahuasca, but I have done many psychedelics in my life. And I believe very strongly that the, that the psychedelics that I have done have helped me a lot, a lot. Hmm. And um, and I think that, of course, of course, um, we have to say under supervision, um, because and I'll just tell you this, and this is what I, what I believe, is that I feel like the brain has um, is all relative to what we have created, right? Our reality, right? And so, what psychedelics yeah. do is that um, it works with the brain chemicals. I mean, there's more to it than the ayahuasca and everything. It, it breaks that, those walls of that reality for you. And one of the things I believe in really um, a true spiritual path is to break down what you believe is real. And so you can find that flow, that ease, and that that thing that's going on and on and on without you giving meaning to everything. And I believe that that is a really great thing. I also think, for myself, that if you haven't done it by a certain age, it's going it, to, you probably maybe, I don't know, ayahuasca is different, maybe shouldn't because it might be so shocking to your brain because you you perceive yourself everything the world completely differently i mean that's my first little thing what do you think
0: yeah i mean i personally um i wouldn't do it like it to me it's just like it's a no-go but um i don't know i mean i guess it's it's partly because i feel like i think A little bit like the way you and I work, like I just feel like my connection, like I'm pretty, um, you know, like I barely drink alcohol. Like I'm just like, I just feel like that's an important way that I that I work. And it's much, you know, um, it's just it's just the way I am. But I I do think it's interesting that like people are using the microdosing of the mushrooms right now. And that's really, you know, and that's helping people. And honestly, I, I don't believe that there's something different from that. Then um, taking the other, you know, that's measured, blah blah blah. But there's not something different from that than taking um, medication for um, like psych medication. I think it's probably pretty similar. The ayahuasca, I think, is is interesting because one of the things um, about it is you do have um, you vomit copious amounts supposedly, and so that is a purging, right? And so I guess if they're if you do have breakthrough, you know, if you are like breaking barriers, if you are purging, if you are letting go of stuff, um, then, um, you know, yeah, I can see how how it could help you or, or not. But I mean, here's the thing, Max, it's like everything that we talk about, I don't think we need anything, right, to get to that place. Ultimately.
1: I, I, I agree with you. I don't think that we need it. But I will tell you this: that, it's, that it it fast tracks you of breaking out of the chains of what you believe is reality, and I think that that is really powerful, really powerful. And I do want to say it's completely different than drinking. Drinking, it's not the same yeah. at all. You know, it's a psychotopic drug, so it's working with your, your with your brain. So it's not like it's not like drinking, and not even totally like smoking pot. But it is very. Different, so um uh, i mean it's like it's all personal choice that's for sure it's all personal choice yeah. but the ayahuasca thing is so popular so 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 popular yes. and um and, you know, I do know, the what I do know about it is that it's very sacred work. It's very sacred and it's very, you know, it's from, you know, the jungles of Peru and and it's very, it's plant medicine and you need a guide that really knows what they're doing to take you through it. You know, a friend of mine has done it three times, but would never do it like around here goes, literally goes to the jungles of Peru. And it's like a week long of therapy of sitting there and talking and and getting things out and dealing with your shadows and all that stuff before you even take it you know and they they take it very 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 seriously it's not like well I'm just gonna go take some ayahuasca <laughs> and have a trip it's very intense it's very intense so um I kind of really respect it like that but I hear people like oh I did ayahuasca this weekend and it was really great and I'm like really That seems very counterintuitive to what I've Think it's about, but I could be wrong. You know what I mean?
0: Well, no, I—I I mean, there are retreats that—that's in, in South America, and that's it. I mean, you go there for that experience. I can't remember. There's one that I know of that's very, um, that's very popular for it, and that's what you go for, right? And then they have some, like maybe a week, a month, you go there, and they don't do the ayahuasca or ayahuasca thing. But it's interesting because, I mean, ultimately, I like I said, I believe that we can get to that point of awareness. Mm-hmm. with or without, right? But um, there, when I was in Alaska, there was somebody that was doing the doing these, um, like the ayahuasca, whatever we want to call them. It, it was not really a retreat because literally people would come. She'd put people in the hotel room. So maybe you'd have eight people in the hotel room. Mm-hmm. You vomit. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that would be my hell to be <laughs> eight people in a hotel room right. on type of drug in your vomiting like just like don't take me there Mm -hmm. I I don't care how healing that is it's not going to happen
1: right 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 well um yeah I mean I there's I mean there's a couple things I mean let's look in um the comment Cynthia says there's a huge movement in Canada regarding microdosing um um cyclobins yes exactly and you know it just reminds me of you know In the 60s, LSD and Timothy Leary and Alan Watts and what they discovered about what LSD did. Later, they did uh, psilocybin. But, you know, and then what happened was they were realizing that it was helping so many people with their psychological problems because of exactly what I was talking about. It breaks people out of their reality to see that there's another way of being in the world and themselves in the life. And then what happened is the government got involved and then the government said you can't do this. Um, be, well, one of the main things is it was really funded by what the psychology lobby.
0: All oh, right.
1: Yep, yep. And so it just makes you think, huh? And you know, but Timothy Leary's never let go, never let go of the idea that it was very beneficial. Alan Watts did it. a lot of different people that were really, you know, they were still like it might be illegal, but and now. You're right. They're starting to do microdosing of psilocybin and and LSD and everything because it slowly starts to change the way you sit in your skin and your body. And you know, there's um, the people doing it for um, there because it's now like re-released for psychologists that are trained um, to do it for for really deep depressive states. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's legal now, I think, in Colorado, the microdosing. But Ram Dass was a, a big yeah. proponent, right. big, whatever, of psychedelic. And Ram Dass is like one of the, he's very well respected as a spiritual teacher. Of course, right? Of course.
1: Of course. And, and he, he, yes. Because he kind of said what, what we're talking about. It's like, yeah. it just like gets you so that you can have this other perspective. And it's really powerful. Really, really yeah. powerful. Mm-hmm.
0: I think, um, yeah. I think it's interesting. And like what, so I was actually hanging with my daughter and so she said she watched some documentary and um, it was like goop tribe or whatever that, um, anyhow. So she watched the documentary and, and they interviewed different people and then they went to South America and had the, um, did the ayahuasca. And so one of them, um, was in deep grief because of the loss of her father and it And so when she left, it actually, it wasn't like he came to her or anything, but it just really helped her purge a lot of the grief. And I think, you know, okay, if we think about purging, we think about, you know, the side effects of this drug, that makes sense. Then there is another guy, I guess, who was gay and had never had a relationship. He really wanted that. And so she said that he laughed, like he just laughed during it. And it, and And when he left, it changed everything so that he could see it wasn't like, don't take it so seriously.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, yeah. Then that, then it works, you know, then it can work, yeah. you know. And I think that, um, yeah, I mean, well, I'm, I, you and I are the same. It's like, whatever works, do it. <laughs> whatever works, yeah. do it, you know.
0: hide no behind it, right? Like, I mean, this, I think this is one of the things that in spirituality or whatever, wherever you are in your life, it's so easy to grab hold of something and hide behind it. So to think that you need this as your tool, to I, think that you need astrology, to think that you need your guru, do not hide behind it.
1: I so agree with that. I so agree with that um, because it's like, then it becomes what, what like I would say is magic. Like you need this to get that. Well, you don't need yeah. that. You don't need that. And oh. it's and it comes back to that thing of the meaning that you give to everything, right? So, and I think that you're completely, I'm totally on track with that because now I'm seeing, you know, people that are just, you know, I, from my opinion, some people that aren't ready to have those big shifts, that are that they, they they're not ready, they're not ready to go there to go to a place where their whole reality starts to be altered. Um, and it's, so it becomes kind of like the in vogue thing to do. And that's not, I don't think that's healthy at all.
0: Well, and I think, you know, it's just, it's so easy to grab hold of something. You know, if you have the propensity to be somebody that, that gets stuck or that grabs hold of Mm -hmm. things that can be grabbing hold of a cure that can be grabbing hold of whatever that you think is your, is your savior. Yeah. There's nothing you there's nothing to grab hold of. Right. And and I think that that's the piece to recognize that all of this just flows. And so there's literally nothing you can grab hold of that is your savior or that is the answer or the guidance there. It it's not something that you can grab hold of. It's not something you can. I mean, you just have to know it's there, but it's not this thing to latch on to.
1: Yeah. For sure, because the latching onto is what keeps you from experiencing it in the first place, right? I think. Yeah. Um. Why don't you read there what Roberta is saying? Yeah,
0: I think that's interesting. Roberta in Arizona says being in the medical field. Once I mentioned to others in the field, they think it's crazy and unsafe. Just take pills, they say. But Roberta, I could say like, um, I know people that in the medical field that what I think it depends on where you're who you're working with. Because I know people that would be definitely um, open to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, of course, if it's something, you know, not it. Like in Colorado, where I know that I'm sure that they're measuring it, it's, you know, it's measured, blah, blah, blah. So it's not like you don't know if you get 10 grams or if you get five grams. Right. So if it's a measurable dose, Mm -hmm. I think that people, I think, that there are people in the medical field that would say it's okay, and and I know some that would be, you know,
1: right. Have it. Well, Roberta is in Arizona, like you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if they live here or not. We <laughs> <laughs> live
1: elsewhere. Um, Helen, my friend Helen says um, it's a crutch to lean on, referring to what we talked about, and I think that that's a very interesting thing, because I believe that if there is this is this is the paradox of all great spirituality is that if you need help get the help so it's not so but if you're depending on the help that's the whole different thing so so it's kind of like you know sometimes you need a crutch you need a little like yeah, kicking the ass to, to move forward that you can't do yourself. So it's like you ask for help. And sometimes it comes in the form of ayahuasca or LSD or something yeah. like that, for sure. So there's nothing wrong with having a crutch or asking for help. Otherwise, listen, you and I wouldn't have a job. This is true. <laughs> right? For sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, and helen also said there's lots of money involved in prescribed medicine yes that's right yes. follow the money follow the money yeah, helen, yeah. that's right not dependent yeah because then it becomes you replace in my view you're you know you're replacing god the pill for god no yeah you can go straight well, to you're god.
0: Replacing something i think um it's you know and if you think about Well, so I used to be a nurse a million years ago, but you know, you're, you're taught that like psych meds, they don't, they take, you know, two to six weeks to work it's not like this. And and some of them don't work. Mm -hmm. And then people take them and they stop taking them because they don't like the side effects. So it's really like anything, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's, there's no tried or true thing. And And honestly, if we're talking about people with anxiety or if we're talking about people that really have something like that, I, I would be like, oh, there's a kitty. I would say, try that in a, in a secure or in a safe, you know, with somebody that knows what they're doing, because it is so, I mean, it's crippling for some people, the anxiety that they suffer. I mean, from different ways, but it is it's horrible.
1: horrible. And it's debilitating and it stops it you is. from everything. And it's just, I feel like, you know, and that's why, you know, CBD oils and all that stuff has become so popular because it's helped so yeah. many people to just kind of take a breath. Really, 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 really important. I feel like that's yeah. so important. Um, I was going to say something and, and um, Velma just distracted me. So it's all good. Um, I was being upstaged. That's right. I was being upstaged. Never do a show with animals or children because they will always That's upstage. you. True. <laughs> That's true. Um, but I think that this is really important for us to look at. Oh, this is what I was going to say. Um, I was going to say that um, from Course of Miracles' point of view is what I teach is that the Course of Miracles would say um, if your belief is that the pill is going to help you, take the pill. Yeah. Um, but if you're if the belief, more specifically, it says um, not verbatim, but if the pill engenders fear, don't take the pill. Yeah, because you, it's what you're creating in it. It's That's very different than kind of Christian science that are like no blood transfusions, no drugs, no anything, because I'm just going to go right to God. That's that's fine for them. But if you can't quite go to God, then take the pill.
0: <laughs> yeah, if it feels right to you, exactly, if it feels right to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, I think for me, I would be say it as a loved one that wants to do it, I would be. You know, like the measured the psychedelic thing, I, you know, in a, I, I would want it to be done in go to Colorado and do it where it I don't know how it's done, but do it in where it is measured and where they know where they're following it. Right. Right. Because,
1: Well, Um, I want to, you know, just, you know, I want to say this about, you know, we're definitely talking about, you know, um, psychotropic drugs, right? We're not talking about downers or opiates or any of those things, for sure, or even alcohol or whatever. But, you know, MDMA, ecstasy, the pure form of ecstasy, um, is also used. And that's used really, really effectively, actually, if they know what to do. And, you know, I've done MDMA a lot in my life. And... It is one of those drugs that, of course, I wasn't under a doctor's supervision, but it's one of those things that opens up something in, in you. And I'm a pretty loving, free, fun person, right? Um, but it really does open up this part of you that just, just says, oh, it's all good. You just, the love, the flow, and people go, well, that's not really true. Yes, it's, it's true. While you're experiencing it, the love, the flow, the, the openness, the connected to other people, especially when you do it in a safe environment with friends or whatever. Um, and when you have those kind of top of the mountain experiences of just the endorphins, just so loving and beautiful and just joyous feelings. And then when you come off of that, it is implanted in you. So that you you know that, that that vibrational field of that extreme love, that extreme joy is possible. Where a lot of people, they never get there. They never get there. But if you have that little glimmer of it, you go, oh, it is possible. And then everything changes.
0: OK, but have you, like, I've connected to that just, I, I won't, I mean, I'll say it's meditation, but it's not truly meditation. It's like when I connect to that energy field, right? When I'm doing meditation or maybe doing an event or something. I connect to that where it is just that extreme love. And it's like so intense. I mean, it probably makes you cry. I mean, it brings mm-hmm. tears because it's so intense. Um, so again, it's possible to connect to that without.
1: Okay. So for someone that's had both, me, yeah. through meditation, through through fasting, through meditation, through hardcore, yeah. you know this way doing it this way and doing yeah. it like that it's a very different experience. Huh. I can't explain it to you Polly. It's not like I'm right or wrong. It's just yeah. there is something that it does to you and I think that it's um like I said before I'm really thankful that I've done these things because I feel like I can now go oh, that's possible when I'm really down or it's yeah. like nah, I go oh yeah that's yeah. there. I mean I can you can get there but there's a difference because it's very it's like you're your body just does it, and you're just like, I'm free, love, joy, wah, just, it's, it's really great, so, but I get it, I understand, I understand, and I think. I mean, I think this,
0: this would be the thing that would be interesting, is to have and I've wanted to do this anyhow, like to have some type of brain thing, you know, like when you go into, like when we do the stuff we do. Mm-hmm. I think it would be so interesting to see, like, what our brains look like. Like, say, what does my brain look like when I go to that place, and what does the brain look like if somebody takes that drug? Right. I'm I think sure that there's that... a
1: ton of the of that research. I bet you. I bet you. We should look it yeah. up and bring it back to the to the show.
0: Well, I should, but I don't know if I will, Max. <laughs> to be honest, I i have so many things that i should do
1: it's like oh god listen i, I, I could just type up right here and be like brain research on meditation and psycho, psychotropic drugs it will it will show it for sure it will show it for sure there's no doubt about it so um i bet you i'll i'll do some work i'll look it up a little okay. bit and i'll send it to you because i'm but i, I think, feel like it's it, I mean, it's got to affect it Go
0: ahead. And I have thought I think it would be I would actually like to see what my brain does like when we do certain what does it look like when we do this stuff, right? How does it change like when we go into those really deep whatever we're doing, right? Because cognitively it changes so much. Like if I do two if I mean seriously, as soon as I start talking about it, my brain starts changing and the more I do in each day, then I don't, I like, here's the thing. I will be doing doing what I do and doing a class. I can't even remember names. Mm. Like, because my brain changes so much.
1: It does. it does, for sure. I mean, you know, even to the effect, I mean, to the, the slightest thing of, I do know this to be true, is that um, when people shallow breathe, they've, um, you know, they've, they've looked at brain, um, how the brain is reacting to breath, right? And um, so when the brain, the two hemispheres of the brain, one is the analytical and one is the creative side, basically. And so um, when people have shallow breath, the, the part that's really analytical, I forget which hemisphere it is, left or right, I forget, someone can tell me, um, but that side is really lit up when you shallow breathe. But as soon as you take deep breaths, and this is why breathing mm-hmm. is so important, and you when you exercise yeah. and do yoga, the whole brain starts to light up. And it starts all the energy and the synapses of both sides start to light up. And so just something as simple as that, you can, you can start to alter your physiology. That's why you feel so good when everyone right now takes a big, deep breath. Mm-hmm. You're different. Your brain yeah. is different. So, of course, when you're meditating and when you're dropping acid. <laughs> <laughs> you're so funny. Your brain is different.
0: it is so interesting though and 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 even um oh god now i can't remember the name of the book but there's it was a neurosurgeon who had a near-death experience and right but if you read like did you read the book
1: i didn't but i've seen her talk a lot what's her name
0: well that was it's a guy
1: oh it's uh, the other woman that had the a hard died. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Know. Anyhow,
0: so he was a neurosurgeon and had near death experience. I can't remember it. But anyhow, sure. it is so interesting because what he experienced on the other side um, and he was he was on the other side for a long time before he came back. It was very interesting because it you literally would think, oh, this sounds like somebody on acid
1: trip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure and from somebody that has, I've had my near-death experience, and it is very similar. It's like this freedom that you're just like, it's so hard to explain. There's a freedom in it that you can't ever feel when you're in your body, and you can. But yeah. the drug kind of gives it that, or depending on the drug, you know, if you take mushrooms, <laughs> you just laugh a lot, which is really fun, Um, depending on what, you know, all of it's also circumstantial. But I think that, you know, it's just, It's just so important for us, this conversation and for everyone listening, it's so important that we really realize that we're looking through our lens, our lens, our lens, our lens. And anything that's going to help us to open our lens up and you feel right about it and you feel safe about it, you know, more power to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: It's Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I think as it doesn't matter like how aware or whatever you want to use that word, how whatever open you are. When when we're here, our experiences do definitely color the lens that we view things. They just do. And even I, I do believe that as I'm um, I mean, anyhow for myself, I can say that as I gain a certain way of thinking or seeing the world or understanding spirituality, I. Some of the ways I used to think are no longer available to me. It's like, you know, it's kind of like when you say fear is not on the other side, right? There are certain things that are no longer available to me in the way I, I process. But I know that there's still a lot of things that, I, you know, just for example of this, like we're talking about taking psychedelic drugs. I would be like, no, the, right? That, because for whatever reason, that's like S and O go for me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah, for sure. Um, Mel says some people with their genetic um, predisposition, it can cause bad side effects. I'm sure, and it can be, and that comes back to the point I made at the beginning is that that's one thing that I really see is that it's maybe it's not even genetic, but it's how firmly they are entrenched in their personal reality. Yeah, you're entrenched in your personality so intensely that it's so fearful for you to start to open up and definitely don't do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: I for When I was in nursing school, I volunteered in a pediatric ER on Friday nights. And so, you know, there's all sorts of crap that would come in. There was a little girl that came in. She was probably eight or something. And she was, had taken a lot of hallucinogens, And she was okay. I mean, she wasn't like scared. She wasn't freaking, you know, but she was, um, and her parents weren't around. I'm not,
1: I didn't get the whole picture. But
0: anyhow, she wasn't like, panicked or anything, but it's good that somebody brought her in.
1: There's well, that, certain- that kind of proves my point too, is that when you're younger, you're not as entrenched in reality. Yeah. So you're a lot more open to experiences and seeing things, but the longer we live in general, the more we're entrenched and concretized into our personal reality.
0: Well, and just let's look at there, I mean, we have people move People move differently through the world. Mm -hmm. So sometimes age has nothing to do with it. I mean, you just move differently through the world. You just, there are some people that just, they can flow with things. And I mean, even as infants, Mm -hmm. right? Infants already have a personality of the way they're going to move through the world. And it's the craziest thing. But you can take a brand new baby Mm -hmm. and how that infant reacts to stimuli. There you have it.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know. And you as a mother really know that because you can see that the baby that came out the day that, they, that your um, three kids came out, they're basically the same person as from the day they came out, right? We really
0: are. Yeah. I mean... Mm-hmm. i mean they've grown grown and changed
1: of course but their
0: reactions right their reactions to stimuli i think is the way we would look at it Mm -hmm. or the way i would say is their reactions to stimuli but what is life Mm -hmm. life is all about reaction or not reaction
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what does helen say here
0: um doesn't appeal to me either but i know why i'm scared of not being a control i had my drink spiked once and had zero control i kept blacking out that's scary and I was a completely at the mercy of, that's very
1: scary. That's really scary. Now that that is, that's really, really scary. And that is something that's like, anything that we're talking about now should be of your own um, yeah. volition to do, for sure. There's no doubt about it. And that. research
0: also, mm-hmm. right? Like don't, I mean, it's not, I mean, unless I, I could be completely wrong. I mean, I don't think you can knock on your neighbor's door and get this stuff, but, Research before Depends you. What
1: neighborhood you're in?
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, and you never know. But research before you participate, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And you know that that whole MDMA thing is. and um, Just go back to my experience for a second. Is that um, um, back in the day, um, you they used to used to be able to get like really pure MDMA. It was it was like it was pharmacy grade. And so it was really strong and it was really pretty incredible. And then, um, you know, I'm kind of probably 10, 12 times in my life. And then, um, but later on, it just got more and more um, filled with speed. So you got oh. a little bit of it, but it was just what it did was it just kept you awake, awake, awake. And I'm like, yeah. this is not like the same, the same stuff at all. It had a little time. So it was really watered down with another drug. And so, you know, you know. Don't mess around with that at all. Don't mess around with any of this without, you know, so, but that's the, that's the truth. And I just take my chances. I just took my chances. I haven't done things in a long time, but, um, but yeah, be careful. Be careful for sure. Yeah.
0: I mean, definitely do your, I mean, if this is what you want to do, you want to go to some retreat for this stuff, do your research. I mean, and hopefully go to one that this is what they do and not as some guy that's like deciding to do it on, you know, oh. to make a few.
1: I mean, go down to Washington Square Park. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, really do your research. Do your research, for sure, for sure. And
0: also have somebody like a trusted person. Right. That's another thing. Like, I wouldn't decide to do anything unless you have a trusted person with you. And I'm not advocating this, by the way.
1: Well, listen, and then we can kind of wrap up is that one thing I do know about the times that I've done it is that there's only been I mean, I've done LSD, I've done quite a few things. Um, I've never shot anything with a needle. Oh, God. But, um, um, But it definitely, the environment and the people that you're around has so much to do with it, for sure. There's no doubt about it. And so uh, I always do it only with the people I really love and really have a great time yeah. with and, and, and in an environment that feels safe, you know what I mean? And even at a you know a concert, you could feel safe, you know? But, you know, just like being with your friends and hanging out and whatever, it's really safe and it's loving and it's great, you know? You definitely want to, yeah, for sure.
0: Because, I mean, I think it's so good that you said that about the needle because that just makes me cringe, but look at you know, there, there are, why do people take drugs? I mean, a lot of them, you know, there's some imbalance and they take it because it, you know, for oh, briefly, okay. but a lot of them do it because they can hide from it. And anybody that's, I mean, the whole needle thing is like, oh, yeah. but what are you doing? You're escaping.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. It's, which is the opposite of what we're talking about is to sure. expand, to use it to expand, not to esca- escape. You're using it to yeah. advance, to expand a completely different reason. And it's totally, it's a very different thing. Very different thing.
0: I had this one person contact me because her brother crossed over because of a heroin overdose. And I think he like was like, I don't know if he's a businessman, but like functioning person with family. And, you know, it happened so fast to him. I could hear the blood rushing in his ears. He died like that. Like, it wasn't intentional, and it happened so fast. It was, it reminded me of being on a train. I mean, it literally, like, what he experienced at that time of his death was, like, this whirling of, like, being on a train, and it just was like that.
1: Mm-hmm, hmm yep. And not
0: intended, I mean, he did not intend to cross over.
1: Right, 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 where just be careful, people. Just be really careful, that's all. Yeah. And do that is sad inside. Hi, Donald. Good to see you. Retreating? treating my about them? Yeah, I think cool. it's important having someone with you that you trust. Of course, always in cool. life. In life, it is. So. Yes, is. it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um. Hey, I've I've been um shuffling these um cards. Should I pick a card for all of us? Sure. Hey. Oh, Helen is in Edinburgh, and I was on her broadcast last night, and um, I got these cards in Edinburgh, on Victoria Street. Oh. Right there. Oh, cool. These cards, that always remind me of, of Scotland. So yeah, those are- they're great, they're great. You want to see that again? Sorry, everybody. You can see them. Vintage Oracle cards, I really like them a lot, really good. So I'll, um, I'll pick something for all of us. Let's see, should we have a specific question, Polly? Um,
0: let's see. Let's do something about guidance. I like that. Internal guidance, internal awareness. Okay,
1: For everybody here, what do we need to know about our internal guidance? So everyone here, please close your eyes for a moment and take a big, deep breath with me. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I immediately when I close my eyes, I you know, like you. I, I start getting things even before the card comes. And so this is the card that I picked. I'll just hold it to you, show it to you. Um I started to see a map. I started to see a map. Ooh. And I literally saw it, the X and the map going like this, like walking up, like we're and so in guidance map immediately, yeah. which is yeah. interesting. And look at look at the one we got.
0: Oh. Funny, that is funny.
1: New beginnings. Oh, I gotta do it this way. New beginnings. New beginnings. Look at how beautiful that card is, too. Right? That is pretty. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Sure. So you know, this is really telling us is that, and I feel this. I think you feel this too. Is right now there is such the vibration of new beginnings is such the yeah. vibration, obviously, you know, there's there's um, political new beginnings, there's there's physical new beginnings, there's endings and beginnings happening right now. So with your guidance for everyone here, I think it's really important to realize that, well, obviously it's true in any moment can be a new beginning, but start to really take on everybody this idea that, okay, I'm ready, let's go, let's move forward. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like that's, that's the kind of, um, vibration and the, the kind of um overall tenor of vibration that's really going to help this our whole society and humankind to be like all right and let's go let's go let's go so everyone in your life look at your life like it's a new beginning right now we can we can let it go oh, yes. oh my god so much about this is so interesting a lot about if you're in the miracle mindset challenge right now you know what i'm talking you know, because we're using the analogy of, of sailing on a ship. And you can't sail on your ship if you have a lot of cargo. So, mm. Yeah, So that's good. Does that apply to you?
0: Uh Well, I think that 2021 definitely has that energy of, yeah, things are changing fast. And look at whenever you, well, I'll say potentially, right? I think that there's a lot of opportunity for things to change fast. And whenever we have changed, we have new beginnings in some aspect, right?
1: Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. Dump the baggage. That's right. Helen, you should be in my class. You should be in the challenge, right? Um, Oh my God, I'm seeing Facebook comments. Never see them. That's crazy. Um, Janice Lee says, I feel like March will be a new beginning for me. I'm really looking forward to that month. Good. That's great. I love that. Oh my and actually, like,
0: I feel like overall, April and then May really opens up. But it's like the spring really does start opening up in terms, I mean, May, there really is this big opening uh, in terms of like people just like financial and, and being able to do feel like things have lifted, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. for sure. I love it. Well, really great show today. Thanks for bringing up that topic, Polly.
0: Absolutely. Oh, I wanted to. um, So starting next week, I'm going to do it on every Fridays. I will be interviewing people. I believe I have an artist on next week. So interviewing people um, that are either spiritual leaders and of course I'll have to interview Max. Spiritual leaders um, or inspirational people and we will find out their greatest message for you and for me for all of us and then i also want to mention if you are looking for a retreat in arizona sedona arizona i have one it's may 6th it's all inclusive may 6th you check in and check out at on may 9th so all inclusive it's going to be very small um, and it is at the mago retreat or wellness center so if you're interested contact me that's great
1: so, i love it I'm I love
0: Excited
1: about it. I know so good. So good. Yeah. Um, and how do they contact you, Polly?
0: They can find me on my website, which is Pollywirem.com. You can actually contact me um, on Instagram, which is Polly underscore Or it they can leave a message on, on this, right?
1: Um no, they can't. But your oh. did you connect your your um uh your social links on your profile? Yep. Yeah. Okay, so they can go to your profile and go to your Instagram yeah. and send you something.
0: Yep, absolutely.
1: Okay, that's great. okay,
0: thank you guys so much.
1: Thank you. And listen, I'll be here tomorrow doing our Course in Miracles um, teaching circle at 12 noon. Um, if for some reason you want to join our um, challenge, we have like 77 people, 77 people in it. Um, and it's Tuesday night. So if you want to contact me on on um, on Instagram and you can, there's still, we have still have three more weeks for the challenge, Miracle Mindset Challenge. Um, and it is, um, doesn't cost you anything and it's a lot of fun and you're going to learn a lot already. So if you're interested in that, um, go to um, my Instagram here, um, attract positive results and let me know. And we will see you next week. Right, Polly?
0: Awesome. Thank you, everybody. Have a great week.
1: Bye, everyone. Bye.
0: Bye.